Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, the show that gives you too much information about all the web dudes inside of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. And we know a lot about that for some reason. I'm gonna put some in your eye. So many tubes. My name's MT and I'm here today with off-screen producer Brandon, one of my favorite people. What's going on, Brandon? Hello, MT. I'll talk to you anytime. I'll swing on over from whatever reality I'm in to you, whatever oh. reality you're in, and we'll just chat. It'll be great. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> wow. No one's ever said they would cross realities for me. Oh, yeah. Just I got, saying. I gotta get my that. exes. <laughs> just saying. Listen. <laughs> Listen, find you someone who will cross realities for you, okay? That's what I'm saying. If they ain't willing to cross reality to come get you, they don't deserve you. They ain't worth it. They ain't worth it. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, hit me with that big question, Brandon. Okay. I mean, MT, what's what's on everyone's minds these days? It's that Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. It's finally here, you know, and we got some confirmation on some things that have been speculated about. Mainly that we're going to see some villains from other Spider-Man mm. film franchises showing up in the MCU. Now, right. there have been rumors that like other Spider-Men might be coming over to the MCU. We don't have a confirmation on that mm. yet, but it looks like maybe we're going that way. Can we dream? Do we mm. dare dream a dream? I dare dream. Keep the dream alive. <laughs> but so if we if we potentially have all these Peter Parkers colliding, okay, mm-hmm. that would mean that maybe these variants would have to have some like conversations about all the little differences and their realities and how it meshes with the MCU's reality. So that got right. us thinking about this week's big question. What variances will have to be reconciled when multiple Peter Parkers collide. Oh shit. oh shit, when Parkers collide. When Parkers <laughs> attack. Okay, so the rumors might be true. We could potentially see all three Peter Parkers in one film. Three Peters, one film. Better than Two Girls, One Cup, let me tell you that one. <laughs> I'm not um, watching it again. Tommy Maguire's- Stop sending it to me, MT. <laughs> Stop. It's the music in that film. <laughs> so, of course, we're talking about Tobey Maguire's original Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield's Skater Boy Spider-Man from the Amazing Spider-Man series, and MCU's precocious Tom Holland Night Monkey Spider-Man hybrid. Night Monkey! Night Monkey, help! Night Monkey! Which one is he? Who knows? Maybe this is why uh, Doctor Strange can't figure out the spell. It's like, you're Night Monkey, you're Spider-Man, I I don't know who you are. That might have caused some (laughs) confusion. You're messing up my spell. It's true, it's true. (laughs) But all of these spider realities had their own unique variances. Some characters were present in only one or two realities, while some appeared in all three. And Peter has different love interests across universes. And Aunt May owns a house in some worlds and is Happy Hogan's main squeeze in some others. So let's go through the inconsistencies amongst the Peters and see if we can determine what plot points Spider-Man No Way Home might have to address, starting with the web fluid. Mm. So let's say all three Peters meet up in the new film. And one of the most interesting conversations that those Peters would definitely have to have would be around their web fluid because they're all scientists after all. They're all nerds. I feel like Peter doesn't have a lot of people he can talk about web fluid with. Right? (laughs) He had to hide it in class. He can't talk about it. You know, Ned knows about it, I guess, but... You know, this is like an important moment in any Spider-Man's transition from Spider-Boy to Spider-Man is when you learn how to make the web fluid. It's all about the fluid. The fluid develops when you're a teenage boy. That's what they tell you at school. (laughs) That's what they warn you about. Oh, God. All right. (laughs) So they're bound to be curious. The fluid is really important, too, right? Because it's it's probably like as a if you're a comic book fan to a non-comic book person, they're like the webbing, you know, what? And they're like, no, he's he's a smart boy. Right. He was already a really smart boy. The spider bite made him a little even smarter. 
And one of the things he does right. is figure out how to make web fluid because, you know, he's stuck with the Spider-Man gimmick. So he, he's got to make webs. You can't be <laughs> Spider-Man and not have webs. Otherwise, you're just insects. Exactly. Man. You're bug man. And like, I do love that because it showcases that Peter was smart enough to make such something so incredible as webs, even without his powers. Yes. So like he was on a trajectory towards some type of nerdy greatness already. But there's only one problem, though. One problem. Toby Maguire never had to figure out how to make web fluid since it just comes out of his body. I don't know how. I don't know what how that feels, but like it's just really <laughs> super it's weird. really gross how that happened. And the scene where he figures it out is a little weird too. It's a little weird. It's it's very weird. It's more than a little weird. <laughs> But look, back when Toby's movies were made, comic book movies were not the cultural behemoths that they are today. And audiences weren't as savvy to all the explanations of strange concepts that comic books often introduce. So it was just easier to say that Spider-Man just makes web like a spider because he was bit by a radioactive spider rather than explain that Peter Parker is also a genius who figures out, you know, chemical formula for making web. But the Sam Raimi movies never really explain just how Toby is able to make that web fluid. Because Spider-Silk is a protein created by spiders in special organs called spinnerets, which is uh, also the name of my, uh, you know, side band where I sing with a bunch of uh, talented um, spider-themed women. And we're just like, it's MT and the spinnerets. MT and the spinnerets. <laughs> I'm gonna spin you a web of love. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm glad you're bringing this up, MT, because this has always, like, bothered me. Like, the mechanics of how he's getting web from inside of his body, outside of his body, how many calories he needs to eat a day to make all this webbing. Like, <laughs> I hope they talk about it. I want, I want a half hour of the movie just to be explaining this to me. Right? Because, like, in, uh, in Civil War, Sam says, is yeah. this stuff coming out of you? That's so, right. like, I really hope that they lead on that. Just like, hey, does this stuff coming out of you? This is kind of weird. This is kind of weird. Um, well, I really hope Sam is there to see Tobey Maguire he shoot it out of him. You're just like, He's oh, like, my God. I told you. I told you. I told you. They shoot it out of him. <laughs> so, the spinnerets are an external organ on the body. And in this case, it would be weird bumps on Toby's wrists. But inside the spider's body, connected to the spinneret, is a gland where the web is generated like a gel-like fluid. And it doesn't become a solid web until it exits the body. Oh, so, okay, you're saying, MT, that, like, those little bumps we saw in, like, the first Spider-Man, those are the spinnerets mm. on, on right, Toby. Right, right. And he's got, like, glands somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in his body full of web fluid, the web gel. Like in everyone's body. We all like got the gel body. to make spider webs, of you, course. You all got a web a web gel sack, right? <laughs> and you might be thinking it's crazy that one Spider-Man can make all that web inside of his body, but the Darwin's bark spider is capable of shooting out a web 25 meters long. And that's 82 feet for those who Ooh. are too lazy to convert to the metric system. Why haven't we done it? I don't know. Anyway, that spider is about, you know, 0.6 inches long. Like, you know, something that I own. Just kidding. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> that spider is about 0.8 inches long, and Toby is about 5 foot 8. So, if we extrapolate the size of the bark spider to Toby, that means that Toby should have no problem shooting over 6,970 feet of web. That's a lot of web, That's Brandon. a lot of web. That's almost 7,000 feet of web. That's over a mile. That's, That's a ton of web. Dude, imagine him just shooting out a mile of web at once. That would be disgusting. He just, like, passes that at the end. He's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute. 
was like losing consciousness. Well, if you think about like the train scene, right? When he's stopping the train, he mm. shoots a bunch of web. Yeah. It breaks. That's not enough. And right. then he shoots like a bunch more. And then at the end of it, he's kind of tired. He passes. He's like, Ugh. it's true. He's just like, I just shot all my goo. I got no more goo left in oh, me. Oh, no more goo yeah, left. You got to carry me. Yeah. I ain't got no more goo. All those extras. <laughs> you have all those extras that get to deliver like their one line, man. And they just give it. They're like, he's just a boy. Right. He's just, He's a, just boy. a boy. Look at him, it's Spider-Man. He's a Spider-Boy, not a Spider-Man. He could be my son. I empathize <laughs> with him now. I mean, he just saved your life, guys. Like, cut him some slack. Be nice to the boy. Very strong boy. Catch that boy. Yeah, here comes a good boy. Kind of a greasy boy. No, that's a New York boy. The original pizza boy. Dirty boy. He looks like a normal boy who's been whittled down. What a sweet boy. Here you go, small boy. Soft boy, get up. You get a soft boy. It made the local newspaper headlines that said Hero Boy has good fall. Toby Maguire does not look like a boy at any point in that franchise. He that's a man. Like a I'm a man. If someone carried a grown ass man and said, it's just a boy, I'd be like, what the f? What? If that guy was walking around my high school, I'd be like, that guy's a cop. Come on. So, to be fair, everyone at Tobey Maguire's high school, it looks like a college campus. I mean, everyone at Flash looks old. Freaking Joe Manchin. Orig original Flash before it was uh, Topher Grace, right? You know, MJ looks old. Everyone looks old at that high school. It's it's it's, it's a little kooky. It's true. They have to know what this place does. I don't know. You're lying. We never leave each other. Nothing separates us. Oh, no. Technically, Tom Holland is like, he's 25 playing a 15-year-old. I don't know how old Tom Holland is. He looks is, but... very cherubish. You know, he's a little baby boy. It's okay. I believe <laughs> it. I believe it. Yeah. So we got to think like, Toby's probably got to eat like a lot, a little extra calories uh, to, mm. to fill up his web fluid sack, right? Uh, I mean, I'm sure, sure all the Spider-Men are really hungry because they're swinging around. They probably have like pretty quick metabolisms. They got that healing factor. So I'm sure they're all eating a lot, but I bet Toby's got to eat like a little bit more because he's got to make his own web juice inside of his body. It's true. He's, he's got to drink his Spider-Aid, you know? He's got to get that energy up. <laughs> it's pizza time, baby. You know he's like stealing some of those pizzas that he's delivering. He's like, listen, I got to Seriously. He's, he's, he's pizza time. I need it. While he's delivering pizza. It's like, come on, guy. You can't be a waste of time. Like, if I was Toby, instead of like, you know, like having them not pay for the pizza if it's late, I would just grab the pizza and yeah. be like, you. Bye. If you're I'm not going to the pizza, you're not getting the it's pizza. It's my pizza now. <laughs> I need the carbs in me for the goo, lady. I'm not paying for those. I missed the part where that's my problem. It's got to be dangerous for Toby Spider-Man because, like, you know, the other Spider-Man, they know when, like, they're running low on cartridges or whatever. But, like, Toby's like, mm -hmm. I think I got enough left inside of me. I don't know. Right? We'll find out. It's like, oh, shit, I'm out of goo because I don't believe in myself oh, or yeah. something. I don't know. Yo, I would never be Spider-Man after that. I'd be like, yo, this thing is not guaranteed. I'm not swinging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a caterpillar man now. I, I walk on the ground. That's, that's, that's my thing. <laughs> okay, so another conversation that is bound to come up amongst all the Council of Peters are the respective love interests mm. because Tom has MJ but no Gwen. Andrew doesn't have an MJ and was in love with Gwen, but then she got, you know, snapped, but not by Thanos, just by gravity, which is arguably worse. You don't come back from that. You can't be gravity. You cannot be gravity. Gravity always wins. Um, make sure to tell your vertebrae that tonight. <laughs> gravity. 
And uh, Toby has dated both MJ and Gwen in his universe because he just got it like that. I mean, you know, because yeah, he's got that, got that black suit. You know? <laughs> Gwen shows up. He's like, all right, you know, I don't need this MJ trash I mean, anymore. Exactly. Who knows how many girlfriends he actually had in Spider-Man 3? We just don't know. Yeah, he was throwing throwing eyes at his, his landlord's daughter. You know what I mean? He was giving her Exactly. He was, he was trying to yeah. get them cookies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> trying to get, try get them cookies. He wanted to make sure there was some nuts in them cookies. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Tom learning about Toby's long-term involvement with MJ could put added pressure on his current budding relationship with his MJ. I could see like, you know, Tom being like, you know, he just got back from Europe. Everyone knows who he is. And now he's found out that like, oh, I'm supposed to be with her. It's some weird like universal destiny thing. It could like totally freak him out, you know? There is a lot of things in Peter's life that seems to be constant amongst each universe. Right. So I think that like, you know, especially with another thing that we're going to talk about next with Uncle Ben, that's going to really freak him out. Yeah, uh, really For sure. Because yeah. it's like, what is going on? Why are all the Uncle Bens dead? Yeah. <laughs> Why does God hate Uncle Ben? Quite frankly, I'm tired of it. But the most interesting thing here might have to be how Andrew reacts to all of this because mm. he was the one who lost his love in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 yeah. and probably feels somewhat responsible for that because even in the amazing spider-man 2 with the um with the death of gwen stacy's father he was already dealing right. with so many so much guilt about hanging out with gwen stacy when her father told him to keep her away from all that so with gwen stacy dead he's just like oh shoot like whoopsie daisy given that he could be in the mcu he could be looking for a gwen stacy in this reality mm. that hasn't been revealed yet so, like, he could be trying to find her and bring her back to his reality because he wants, you know, himself to feel better and maybe the Stacy family to, like, not feel the loss of two family members because they already lost their dad. Loki has established that variants can look the same. They can look different, but they can also look the same. Mm. You know, we'll, we'll talk about it more later with J. Jonah Jameson. But if if the Gwen in this, in the MCU, you know, is uh, Emma Stone, right? Uh, and he sees mm -hmm. her, would he lose his mind? Would he go crazy? Uh, would he want to bring mm. her back to his universe? Would, would he want to stay here so he could be with her, even though she has no idea who he is? That's, it'd be really interesting to see how they handle yeah. a Spider-Gwen situation. And in, like, which version of Spider-Gwen we'll see. Because, like you said, there is Emma Stone, but there also is the Spider the Gwen from the from the Raimi trilogy. Right. So, like, we, we don't know which one. Right, uh, right. But we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, it's probably going to be Emma Stone, because let's be real. Maybe. Why, why would they bring her in if they weren't going to use her? Like, Maybe. yeah, it's... Anyway, we'll see. Now, let us talk about Aunt May, Uncle Ben, and of course, Peter Parker's parents. Uh. Because Peter's relationship with his family members has always been a core issue with this character. And all three versions of Peter Parker have had very different combinations of family mm. members. And every Peter has an Aunt May. You gotta have an Aunt May. Gotta have an Aunt May. Which is great to hear. Yeah, classic. Though Marissa Tomei Aunt May might be pissed to hear that the other Aunt Mays have houses and she's stuck in an apartment. It's which true. Is bullshit. It's true. Give her a house. Bullshit. Although uh, Toby's Aunt May, she was losing the house, right? They had to go to the bank. That was like the whole thing. This is true. She like, oh, I didn't know I had to pay property tax. It's like, <laughs> sorry, lady. Sorry, landowner. You got to pay property tax. All right. It's like, I don't give a fuck how old you are. Come on. Give it the money. You probably paid like $50 for that house 100 years ago. Come on. This is crap. New York City. It's crammed. Turn it into a multi-use uh, building. Come on, lady. I think it would be a crazy twist if what if at the end or like at some point during Spider-Man 2, she like, you find out that Aunt May paid off uh, Doc Ock to rob the bank <laughs> so she could keep her house from being foreclosed. Yes, I don't know who this man is. I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't know a thing. It, it, would, it would be true. <laughs> it could happen. That I would love, be hilarious. You know, no offense to Sally Field. Great Oscar winner. Love mm. her. Obviously love Marissa Tomei. Don't tell my wife. That's suspicious. But uh, <laughs> Toby's, Toby's Aunt May was great because she was just like sassy. She was senile when she needed to be like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> but she had attitude. She was funny. She was a great Aunt May. Great Aunt May. It just felt very like comfortable. It's like, yeah. that's my grandma too. Yeah, that's yeah. my aunt too. Protect Like she'll, she'll just give you like, you know, $20 and a little candy, like little strawberry <laughs> candies. But of course, Uncle Ben is a really key player mm. in the development of Toby and Andrew Spider-Man like we were talking about before. But we really haven't learned much about Tom's Uncle Ben. We've only seen his initials on some luggage, which seem to subtly confirm his existence at some point within the MCU. And both Toby and Andrew Spidey lost their Uncle Bens in very brutal ways, and it had a profound effects on their psyche, like, you know, with pretty much every iteration of Spider-Man. And they yeah. both feel responsible for not using their new abilities to prevent their uncle's death. And this affects how they approach the great responsibility that comes with being Spider-Man. We don't know much about the death of Tom's Uncle Ben. He possibly wasn't even murdered. It could have happened by natural causes. We don't even know. But additionally, Uncle Ben's death could have happened before Tom even got bit by the spider. Or it could have happened after. And it's possible that Tom doesn't feel the same responsibility for it that Toby and Andrew did. It's a huge mystery. Like, what is up with Uncle Ben? And you're right, MT. Uncle Ben is so important for... Both Toby and Andrew Spider-Man are so affected by Uncle Ben because they, you know, they like you said, they feel that responsibility. Andrew like sees Uncle Ben get shot. Like he sees it across the street and he could have stopped it, but he just wanted his chocolate milk, right? Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, somebody, oh, he needs some milk. As far as we know, Tom Spider-Man didn't have that, right? You know, like you yeah. said, Uncle Ben could have already been dead by the time he got bit. And Tony kind of filled that role a little bit for him, also his Aunt May. Uh, but I think it would be really interesting for them to all talk about Uncle Ben. Because uh, if it does come out that Tom was there and it did play a big part in him too, that would be like a fascinating reveal to finally get. Uh, and we just, you know, curious minds want to know what, ha what happened to Uncle Ben in the MCU. We got to know. We got to know. We know he didn't run out on Aunt May. <laughs> no, li no living man is going to leave Marissa Toe Aunt May. It's oh, true. no, no way. No way. Absolutely. I would I not ever do that. Like Marissa Tomei is perfect. She has my initials and everything. We were meant to be together. <laughs> meant to be say. together. What if we they go back in time, all three Peters, and they all three have to watch MCU Peters, uh, Uncle Ben die. Just from the sidelines. <laughs> this is so crucial to our development yeah. that we have to watch it. Or they take and it. Like, they're like, Tom, so you have to see it, Tom. Toby and I. Toby and Andrew, we, we got together. We took a vote. We're going to take you back in time. You got to watch Uncle Ben die. I'm sorry. You gotta see it's, how you do, it's how you be a Spider-Man. You got to watch Uncle Ben die. That's how you join the game. Been in, been out, buddy. All right? You got to watch him go. You got to watch him go. Stop being a bitch. Be the South Ryan. Stop crying. Yo, watch Uncle Ben die. Don't you cry. Don't you cry about it. Like they're crying at the same yeah, time. Stop crying, man! Well, this Uncle Ben's gotta die. Why all this Uncle Ben's gotta die? Why does he who remains kill all these Uncle Ben's? Seriously, Kang just like loves killing Uncle Ben. Just like that—that'll be the the constant throughout the yeah. sacred timeline. I mean, just they ask they ask the Eternals, yeah. you know, why didn't you help with Thanos? Eternals, why don't you help with Uncle Ben? Why is Uncle Ben gotta <laughs> die every time? You guys are eternal. Seriously, just Peter just pissed. And finally, we have Peter's parents. Mm. So for Toby and Tom. Beyond being deceased, not much is known about them. But Andrew's parents were much more crucial in that storyline, if you remember, in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. They were killed on purpose because of the research that they were doing. 
It's like, you know, the, the spider, like they were involved with the origins of Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. So they had to. And they were like assassinated, like on purpose, right? It would be interesting if like in the MCU, you know, they try and make Tom's parents be important. But I kind of like that they're not everyone has to be involved in some crazy conspiracy, right? Like it's just yeah. this formative thing that this young lad has gone through. There is, you know, comic precedent for Peter Parker's parents being like, you know, some super spies. Yeah. But like it makes Peter less special if he comes from, you know, a sort of special line right, of, right. Yeah. of family. I remember at one point, Sony was even thinking about having like an Aunt May solo film. And I was like, we don't need that. <laughs> we don't need Why? That. I wonder if Andrew will, you know, it'll be like to Toby and Tom will be like, did you guys find the secret subway car with all the tech inside of it? No? <laughs> Not your parents? That was You're just like, my, what? That was just my weird parents? They're like, what? You didn't find the secret messages from your parents? Uh... <laughs> Imagine they all like, just, they go and they find the same like, yeah, subway yeah. car. It's like, oh my God, oh, our gee. parents are freaking nerds. <laughs> our parents are nerds. <laughs> of course, we have uh, the Green Goblins as well, because those are our constant throughout the, the movies, or at least uh, the first two anyway. Right. Um, we, we haven't seen Norman Harry or Oscorp yet in the MCU, but we have a sort of inkling that, you know, Norman will be appearing in um, No Way Home. So it's probably going to be a variant, but we don't really know what's going to go on with that one. It is weird. We haven't had like any hint of any of the Osborns anywhere in the MCU. Now is the perfect time because right. now that Tony Stark is gone, there is a, mm. a vacuum for another industry leader like Norman Osborn to pop up yet. But of course, Harry died in Toby's universe. Right. So like, you know, we're probably not going to see him moving forward. But could Tom be persuaded to be on the lookout for Osborns in his universe? Mm. Because... Osborne seemed to be a problem for Peter. So I'm sure that they would talk about how like, yeah, Osborne's are no good. Just, just watch out for them Osborne's, bro. Right. Just uh, heads up. <laughs> I mean, it's also not 100% clear how like Norman Osborne from the Toby universe would even get here because he's dead. Yeah. Unless whatever convergence is happening here pulls them from different points in time. Alfred Molina said like his Doc Ock comes from like that moment when he's like falling into the water right with the weird portally thing he was making with his arms and his he was making a son okay so we have like may potentially like living norman osborne from the toby verse and maybe he's looking for himself here maybe a willem Def maybe this is another case where like you have variants that look the same like what if there is a norman mm. osborne in the mcu and it is like willem defoe hey you gotta kill spider-man i'm crazy uh, <laughs> hurry up and kill him and like this this norman He's osborne a son of a bitch. still just like owning a business is like i don't know what you're talking about buddy we make bikes <laughs> we make the world's best bicycles the osborne cycle he's like no you gotta make green shit. <laughs> <laughs> It would be hilarious if, like, they kept up with that that mirror theme from the Spider-Man oh, movies. It's the, the best thing. scene. So he's just talking in the mirror. <laughs> and it's his variant. It's like, ah, oh, you gotta kill Spider-Man. And there's no mirror. And then they touch hands. And they're like, oh, we're both real. And then they kiss. I mean, <laughs> this kid. Oh, man. I, I'd watch that movie. Green Goblin's right? kissing. Well, there was that <laughs> bomb we kind of saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? That a lot of people were like, this right, looks right. like a pumpkin bomb. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it would be weird that there was an Oscorp that's big and popular we haven't heard about. Maybe they're more secretive in the MCU or something. What happened to the Harry Osborn in the Andrew Garfield universe? He's still alive. He, he was alive at the end of it, right? He he was alive. I think that he, he was probably like checked in or, or like. Oh, they took him. They took him to Ravencroft. That's right. So you could have like a Norman Osborn from the Tobyverse who's mad that his son, James Franco, is dead. My son, James Franco, is dead. <laughs> 
and he finds out like his son is alive in like uh, Andrew's universe. He's like, Maybe I want to go there and get my son, and then we'll fly around together and have mm. weird faces. Like sort of like a Into the Spider Verse type of yeah, scenario. yeah. I mean, this is very it, Into the Spider Verse really laid a lot of the groundwork here. God bless that movie. Uh, lastly, of course, we have Venom, Flash Thompson, and J. Jonah Jameson who appear in all you know all these movies pretty much so yeah with flash uh flash is very different from his past two counterparts in the mcu because he's a lot more involved in in peter parker's life and is really really fun sub penis parker but we haven't seen him become the flash thompson in the comics in or, or, or deal with like the venom symbiote and it doesn't seem like that's going to happen here but i really hope that we see uh, our MCU Flash with Venom at some point. Yeah, it'll just be funny. It'll let's talk really about funny. the Flashes for a second. Because you're right. The Flash from the MCU, he's he's nicer? I would say he's nicer. He's a bully, but he's not like a physical bully. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, we were talking about old people in high school. The Flash Thompson in the first Spider, the first Toby Spider-Man, is a 40-year-old man yes. who plays Arena <laughs> League football in Canada or something like that. He's huge. And he's just, he wants to beat up. He's he's a tough guy. He's he's got a little bit of an attitude. It makes me wonder like what the MCU's Flash, how he would like deal with all this knowledge if he somehow got it, right? If he's like, wait, there's other versions Mm. of me and they get to be Venom. (laughs) They get to have like the symbiote. Because I think you're right that Flash Thompson from the MCU would totally take it. He'd be like, yeah, give me that suit. I'm sick of Spider-Man slash Night Monkey getting all the credit. I want to be flying around (laughs) doing my thing. Yeah, that would be nuts. Like, because, like, in the comics, uh, Flash Thompson becomes Venom, and then he goes off on space adventures for a little bit. It'd be crazy to see that Flash on, like, a new Guardians of the Galaxy team with the mm. Venom symbiote. Oh, that That'd would be a lot so of much fun. fun. I would watch that. I would watch that. Actually. I would love that so much. But, yes, uh, like I alluded to earlier, of course, J. Jonah Jameson, yes. who seems to be a staple in the Raimiverse, of course, and in the MCU. And MCU J. Jonah is confirmed to be different from the Tobyverse J. Jonah this time around yeah so i mean that's why that, that's what jk our... simmons said right he's like this is a different jay jonah that's why they have different hair uh i mean i hope i yeah. hope the two jay jonas meet somehow wouldn't that be so great i really do if they talk to it would each be other? so funny it would be hilarious and i also hope since we are doing spider-verse it's inevitable mm. that we do get a jay jonah jameson spider-man because like if there's a deleted scene or i don't know if that was in the actual uh, spider-man one or two where uh jay jonah is like Oh, he yeah, he's, like, he's, pretending he's, he's like, Spider-Man. <laughs> he's pretending to be Spider-Man. Let's just bring that bring into the in. Spider-Man. That'd be just hilarious. <laughs> All the J. Jonas combine forces and make one Daily Bugle whose sole purpose is to shit-talk Spider-Man. That's all it is. The multiverse Daily Bugle. <laughs> <laughs> the multi-bugle. Oh, Let's God. do it. Multiverse news, the multi-bugle. I mean, I'm sure that all three of these Tobys have a lot to talk about when they inevitably meet, but those are pretty much the core things that I'm sure are going to be really interesting to, like, when they do have those conversations because those are really big things. Web shooters, Osborns, who knows? Like, it's it's going to be really, because it's so weird that we're going to see a Spider-Man who hasn't gone through all the things that Andrew yeah. and, and Toby have gone through. So it's going to just be like, whoa, like now you guys are sort of being like a next, you're changing my path with my destiny. Right. I totally agree, MT. And, uh, you know, this movie, I hope it has some action sequences, but if it's just everyone sitting around a table talking, I, I'd watch it. How fortunate for the MCU Spider-Man to potentially get guidance from other Spider-Men, right? To be... Uh, exactly. It could make him very powerful uh, and help him step up. And one thing you've talked about, MT, and we didn't really cover it, for the MCU Spider-Man... Might be interested right. in like Tony's, Tony Stark's from the other universes where he could potentially be alive. Right, right. Yes, it's very possible that, you know, he could try to 
make our MCU safer again by trying to just grab a Tony from one universe <laughs> and be like, you don't need this Tony, right? I'm just going to take that. All right. I'll take that. It's mine now. Or even just to like talk to him and get some advice, right? But anyways, before we continue with the show, you should check out our most recent addition to our latest obsession line of shirts inspired by Marvel's What If. It's a very cool design. It's Uatu with a really stylized look. Look, he's bald on my chest. I'm bald up here and bald down here. It's great. And it's a very limited edition shirt, so you gotta grab one quick. And we've also got a full line of Suicide Squad merch, including a great King Shark Jaws inspired shirt. So grabbing something from the new rockstarsmerch.com store is an awesome way to support the channel and get some nods of approval from cool strangers because that's what we do Kang Gang all day. <laughs> and before we dive into our bite-sized questions next, some words from the folks that help make Big Question possible. Folks like MeUndies. It's fall, and here at New Rockstars, we're looking forward to some cooler weather and some big movies. And there's also the pumpkin spice lattes, the leaves changing the colors, and all the other great seasonal stuff. It's the coziest time of year. Find your comfort in undies, loungewear, and more with MeUndies. Because MeUndies believes that comfort is about more than just what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your skin. Imagine the softest thing you've ever felt in your life. Now imagine that same thing, but on your butt. Ooh. Now you're thinking about MeUndies. Now you're using MeUndies logic. They're designed by the country's top softness scientists to be the softest thing you have ever worn, period. From undies to loungewear, these fabrics are breathable, light, and almost irresponsibly cozy. Very responsible. You will fall asleep in these undies, really. You might not be able to stop lounging on the couch. Seriously, you've been warned. And it's available in sizes extra small through 4XL in a variety of classic colors and iconic prints. So if you have a small booty, we got you covered. And MeUndies will have your back and your butt all fall long. But when winter comes, they're gone. They will not cover, just kidding. They will cover you all year long. That's what this MeUndies does. So to get 50% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash big question. That is MeUndies.com slash big question. This video is also sponsored by KiwiCo. KiwiCo is defining the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and seriously fun. They make super cool hands-on projects and toys designed to expose kids to concepts in STEAM, that's science, technology, engineering, art, and math. They're a great resource for learning at home. Each monthly crate is designed by experts, tested by kids, and teaches new themes through hands-on learning and fun. A thousand plus hours go into developing every single crate. Come on, that's a lot of hours. KiwiCo offers subscription crates for kids of all ages, from the Panda Crate for toddlers all the way up to the Maker and Eureka crates that are good for teens and adults. Here at New Rockstars, Eric and our own teen, off-screen producer Zach, have both had a lot of fun with some of those more advanced crates. Zach recently put together a motorized pencil sharpener, and our office pencils have never been sharper. The crates are convenient and include everything you need so you don't need to worry about running out for extra supplies. They come with an educational magazine filled with content to learn even more about that crate's theme. Go to kiwico.com slash bigquestion to get 50% off your order. That's kiwico.com slash bigquestion for 50% off your order. Thank you for that, Brandon. Well, moving on to our bite-sized questions <laughs> next. I got a question for you, Brandon. You ready for this? Hit me with a bite-sized question, Big T. Now, Brandon, hmm, is King Shark from the Suicide Squad part human and part shark, or just all shark? And this comes from a Flaming On on Twitter, and that On has two zeros because it's very clever. 
King Shark, mm-hmm. or Nanawe, made his first full appearance uh, in DC Comics way back in 1994 in Superboy number mm. nine. He did technically have a small cameo a few months before that in Superboy number zero, if you want to get technical and say bad things about me in the comments. But that's, he really showed up in Superboy number nine, okay? In his original appearance, King Shark's mythical origins present him as the humanoid form of a shark son of the Samoan shark god, okay? Um, right. The, so Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Our own shark god. So there is some indication uh, that he's a descendant of a human and a shark, but that line of reasoning mm. is never really explored in the comic books. Um, there's some thinking okay. that the mythical origins are just like a superstition that the locals have. Uh, and that he's mm. just really some sort of strange, like marine mutation. And then when they okay. kind of changed everything in the new 52 era, uh, King Shark, he got a new look. He had like he was a hammerhead shark instead of a great white. Uh, but mm. you know, I think the great white looks a lot better than a hammerhead shark. And apparently, way better. Uh, this is a little side note. Apparently, like James Gunn tested some ideas of using like a hammerhead shark version of King Shark. Oh, uh, really? But the eyes, because they're on the side, it was really hard for the actors. It would look so to, weird to know where to look. <laughs> they're like. It would look weird. The, the gray white looks great. I love those like black eyes he has. It's so great. In that New 52 era, he's officially the son of Kano, a Hawaiian god. And then King Shark has also appeared uh, in like live action before the Suicide Squad. He showed mm-hmm. up in the Arrowverse uh, where he was confirmed to be a mutated metahuman named Shay Lambden. Uh, okay. This invalidates like his whole divine background. I think it's less fun to be like, oh, he's definitely this human who was like mutated. Right. right. It's kind of more fun if he's like this shark. I guy. feel like King Shark historically has been a, a character that DC has taken a lot of liberties with right. in, in terms of like what they do with him. Because like no one really cares about King Shark until, you know, the Suicide Squad and recently Harley Quinn, who that version of King Shark is perfect. Yeah. I love. Just a really just fun King Shark, yeah. but also Suicide Squad, of course. Yeah, I think the DC EU saw like the success of Groot in the Marvel universe and was like, "We need one of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need a Groot. Get the Groot guy. <laughs> we need get the Groot guy. Pay for the Groot guy. One Groot, please." But what about our Shark Boy when it comes like to the DC EU in general? Because again, it wasn't really mm. explained in the Suicide Squad. Uh, but mm. thanks to Free Comic Book Day's Suicide Squad. King Shark number Ooh, one. Free comic book day. Free comic book day, baby. Uh, that just came out. <laughs> it was released on August 10th, 2021. Uh, mm. We might have an answer to that. In mm. this issue, which seems very closely tied to the DCEU, Amanda Waller mm. corrects someone who says that King Shark is half man, half shark. Instead, she confirms that King Shark is, in fact, full shark. No human in there to be found at all. He's just all shark, baby. Um, so there's some more. And Amanda ch- Waller would not lie would unless not lie. she needs to lie. She does not lie, <laughs> except she lies all the time. So that's some oh. more chum in the water for the feeding frenzy of internet debate, baby. Uh, <laughs> let's hope we see some more King Shark in the DCEU. But I, I think it's safe to say he's like full shark. Well, thank you, Brandon. That was a, an excellent question. But I got another one for you. Here's another one. Can Thor breathe underwater? And this comes from Devil Egg Show on Twitter. Thank you, Devil Egg. Mm, Delicious. mm, Very interesting question. (laughs) Delicious question. Um, So as guardians in general, they're like more powerful than just straight up humans. They have enhanced strength and speed. Uh, They've got like regenerative abilities. Uh, And because Mm. of that, they live like way longer than normal humans. About like 5,000 years like an Asgardian can live. And when, okay. then when you get to Thor, he's like the elite of the Asgardians, right? Uh, you know, he's a yeah, god. He does CrossFit. Duh. Yeah, he does CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> he 
you know, he, he knows the workout of the day. What's the wad he's always saying around Asgard? You know, he's he's a he's a god. He's the strongest, the fastest. He's the most powerful Asgardian there is. Uh, and thanks to mm. his incredible stamina, he can survive just about anything, except when he gets 360 no-scoped in Call of Duty. Then he gets pissed. Uh, By new master 69. <laughs> got him. So we already know that like Thor can survive in space, right? Because after like the mm. statesman got destroyed and he was floating around and he bumps into the mm. guardians who, who get there kind of soon after. It's not like he was like floating yeah. around for months, but still like he was in the vacuum of space for a while and was fine. He's not breathing out there. There's no air. It's not so much that like Thor can breathe underwater. It's more that like he doesn't have to breathe at all. Uh, mm. And given that he's like so strong and so powerful, he should be able to survive like any pressures that the ocean might put on him. Like he's down deep, right? And the ocean's like right. pushing on him. It's not going to crush him because he's like pretty strong. <laughs> um, yeah. But additionally, the comics have established that Thor doesn't even really need to eat or drink to survive. Um, or mm. at least he can go very long periods of time without eating or drinking, and seemingly it doesn't seem to affect his strength or abilities at all. Though it has been established in the MCU that Thor loves to eat and drink, especially drink. <laughs> but he doesn't have to. He just does it He does it for the thrill of it. Um, so yeah, I don't think... It's fun. I, if Thor took in a mouthful of water, would he drown? Maybe? I don't know. Like, Because he doesn't really need to eat or breathe. I guess he could choke to death. Maybe? If Thor can take the full blast of a star, right. I think that he'd be he could okay. like swallow a little seawater and be fine. So yeah, right. So technically, he's not breathing underwater, but he could survive underwater for a very, very long time. I mean, hopefully, he doesn't use the lightning because I'm sure that'd be a problem. Ouchie. <laughs> well, like he wouldn't get electrocuted, but yeah. all the fish would. All the fish would. And we like fish. But now it is time for my favorite part of the show: the box of scraps. The box of scraps. Box of scraps. For the box of scraps. Box of scraps. Now, Brandon, I've got a question mm, for you. Okay. Our box of scraps question of the day is, what would you want to erase from everyone's memory? Because, you know, that's going to be a big part of Spider-Man No Way Home. So what would you want Doctor Strange to erase? I mean, the easy answer is the TV show Heroes, right? I think it was a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> and we should just erase it from our memories. But if I were to make Erase it, everything after season one. The finale of season one was a disaster. An utter disaster. Okay, here's something I, I would erase from everyone's memory besides the TV show Heroes. Uh, is <laughs> In high school, I was in a great production of Little Shop of Horrors, uh, and I played Mr. Oh. Mushnick, who was the man who owns the shop. Um, I think I did a pretty good job, except I was trying to pull off a, a Yiddish accent for the, for the production. Um, and I'm pretty okay. sure I sounded mostly like Dracula the whole time. Where I was just like, Seymour, you can't have this plant inside the shop. Let me see your blood, Seymour. <laughs> I want to drink your blood, Seymour. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sure that was not fun for people to have to sit through. Uh, I'm sure a lot of those people would love that two hours of their life back. So, yeah, I would like to erase that from everyone's memory, if, that, if that's at all possible. That is a really good one. And actually, you just reminded me of my memory that I want to erase. And, like, if this is... Sort of, uh, you know, topical considering that Alfred Merlina is, uh, you know, in coming up in this next movie. I was uh, in Filler on the Roof, and I played, in high school, and I played Laser Wolf. And uh, there's a clip on the internet with uh, Alfred Merlina singing, If I was a rich man, la da 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 And so, like, I had to sing that song. Right? Okay. <laughs> if I were a wealthy man, I... And, like, you know, this is, you know, Teenage MT. I'm not, you know, Omarion. Why did I say Omarion? Like, that's the hottest singer right now. I'm not Omarion. 
MT, I've um, never heard I'm of Omarion, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he was he was hot back in the day. Like, if you don't know Omarion now, it's, it's totally fine. But yeah, I'm not some amazing singer, so, but like, it was very embarrassing for me. And uh, I probably would want everyone to uh, just forget that even happened because it was uh, quite terrible. Actually, it wasn't that bad. But I would love to see to Fiddler on the Roof starring MT as Tevya. That would be incredible. <laughs> I was Laser Wolf, the one that doesn't get the girl. <laughs> I want to see you as Tevya. I want to see you as Tevya. Tevya? Yeah. Papa Tevya? Yeah. That's what the T stands for. Master Tevya. Master Tevya. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that is it for this episode of Big Question. I, of course, want to thank off-screen producer Brandon for coming in and teaching us a lot of things. Thank you, Brandon. You are the best. Thank you, MT. I feel like I've learned a lot, and I have so much excitement for Spider-Man No Way Home. We know all about Toby's tubes now. We it's know great. all about Toby's tubes. <laughs> You can, of course, follow Brandon at Grin and Barrick on Twitter. He's amazing. Please do. You can follow me at Mastertainment on Twitter. But most importantly, please follow New Rockstars wherever we are on the internet. But when you do on YouTube, make sure to hit that notification bell so you can get notifications whenever we upload dope shit, which is very constantly. So do that. But anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah.